Greetings, and welcome to the Thirsty Mage, the podcast whose pursuit of the best RPG spans the entire globe. I'm your host, David Lloyd, and this episode I'm excited to hear about all of the great new games that are currently in development that were featured at this year's Australian PAX. Here to give us the inside scoop is the only person on this podcast that's currently allowed to be in Australia, Paige Chamberlain. What crimes have you committed? My lawyer has advised me not to discuss it. What about Casey? I'm sure I'm sure they're all in the same boat. Mischief. <laughs> Mischief of... Uh... <laughs> like, why are they not allowed to be? <laughs> I, I would say the easiest thing is we probably... No, none of us have passports would be the uh, the easy uh, easy answer. Well, I'd assume that Casey probably punched a koala at a zoo um, at some point in his life. But I don't know what Jordan would have done, so... I'm sure Jordan has wrestled a kangaroo... At well, that's point. okay, though. And kangaroos are kind of pests, depending where you are. <laughs> <laughs> You're allowed to eat those, so that's not so bad. Yeah. That, uh, that... If they did get taken out of the latest Tekken games, Roger Jr., which is a bit sad. All right. I was going to say, I'm pretty sure that uh, that kangaroo uh, boxing match meme that, that's going around, that's probably Jordan. I'm sure of it. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think that the, the one... Because, yeah, the Tekken games have, like, the animals that fight and there's, like, a kangaroo with boxing gloves. But then there was that video of the guy punching the kangaroo to protect his dog and that was their reasoning to take the punching kangaroo out. Oh, really? And it's like, oh, but but <laughs> we literally have boxing kangaroos on stuff, you know, <laughs> like on sports things. <laughs> Cowards. Cowards, yeah. that's what they Yeah, 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 pandas and bears and stuff. Nah. Mm. I'll play that I don't game. Know, I just recently seen the really kangaroo. jack kangaroo too. I the, the I can't even remember where I saw it. I must have been on Twitter. I saw this like for whatever reason. It was just like he was just jacked. Like, oh yeah, he, some of them. Yeah. None of the yeah. ones I've seen. I don't know what part it is, but yeah, some of them they're just they got a lot of muscle. Yeah, you wouldn't you wouldn't want to pick a fight with one. <laughs> <laughs> no, it'd be pretty wild to see a kangaroo just hopping down the road. I think. No, oh, but yeah, I mean, you, you want to slow down your car a bit in case it decides to come off onto the road. Yes. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, I think most recently I saw one on the train ride back home, and I was like, oh, there's one. Yeah. Although I'm sure people would say the same thing about me and like moose and deer. Yeah, well, that's it's always like, oh, I couldn't go to Australia. There's there's spiders and snakes and and then and that, and I'm like. America has bears and coyotes and wolves and moose. Yeah, those those are terrifying. They're huge and rabies. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's true too. Yeah, it's like oh, I have coyotes running through my through my backyard almost. Whoa. There's a I live near beside a farm and the coyotes. You can hear them all the time. I I drove past a coyote snacking on a deer on the side of the road and. That was enough for me. I was I was getting the hell out of there. <laughs> Get back to my video games. It's for nature's too much. Yes, I'm I want to be behind a door that has like a locking mechanism so that the, the coyote can't get in. But the deer get the deer get, did get me uh, another deer got me on a highway. Uh totaled my car, so they're they got their eye out for me. Oh. <laughs> Thankfully there was no wildlife at Paxos, so that's good. That's good. Yeah, it's it looked pretty exciting. Uh, I, I've never been to a PAX. I know uh, Jordan, I think, regularly goes out to the Western yeah. one. And I know Casey's been to um, 
wherever the northeastern one is, Boston, I guess it is. Well, there's, there's America has west and east, I think that's it. Yeah, oh, I think he's also been, uh, they used to have one in Texas, I think, like south, south western PAX or well, something. yeah, this but... was my first time going to PAX since 2018. Um, so between that, there was two years where they weren't open, but, and this time I went as media. So I had my little badge say med. So I was like, Hey, I'm med, but, (laughs) um, yeah. So it's one thing that always be about cons is like, you don't find out what's on until you need to have already gotten your ticket, you know? Like, especially with the Saturday one sells out, but I I just, I was like, I'll just apply for media because I went as, um, RPG site. Um, to look for RPGs there. And I'm like, oh, I'll just apply and see how it go. And then I got it. I'm like, okay, now I've got to <laughs> get myself to Melbourne and stay there for a few days. So there was one one good thing about the media pass was the first day we got an hour early access, but then they had, con- had confusion because we went through a different door. And then the next day it's okay, we don't get to go early, but surely we'll go through the same door. Nope. I have to get in the queue with everyone else. So I was like 10 minutes late to one of my appointments, which wasn't, you know, too late. But, yeah, I was like, oh, my God. You know, n- nice communication, really, <laughs> really. But because I was media and not content creator, I also got access to a room I could go in and use my um, – I don't have a laptop, so I bought a foldable keyboard, Bluetooth keyboard and, and mouse, and that was my laptop <laughs> to, to write. So, yeah, I went – like I said, for RPG site, and I've done a few previews, and I even did um, an interview with one after the fact. I wanted to play the game first, so I went there first and foremost to play RPGs, but I did end up playing, like, a lot of games. I didn't really leave the expo floor for the most part, <laughs> except to get donuts or something. Yeah, so the first one I actually played was Dark Web Streamer because there was some where I didn't, couldn't quite get into contact with them beforehand or that close to beforehand to make appointments so I just went straight for that one and this one is like well yeah it's black and everything's all black and white because it's like a horror game so it's gone for that look and you're a you're a streamer or they call it like a screener they've got all these game specific terms but basically I was comparing it to like if you've played needy streamer overload in terms of like you know there's this virtual streaming personality and you've got like stats and stuff to deal with um, and like another game because it's got web browsing but the the full version of the game is all like almost all proc gen so like the npcs you'll talk to the items you pick up the web pages they'll all be like generated based on certain things so there's no like set way to beat the game because the game itself is supposed to be like an hour long for a successful run if you don't manage to i think i just went crazy trying to do stuff like i wasn't trying to win i was just like you know just messing just around. chaos. Yeah. So the, it's what, what you have to do is you're buying, is you just click random for a web page and they'll randomly generate you add to, then add new bookmarks. So you find shops to buy items like a doll or a box and you need the items to start a stream. And then you open the stream and the chat might tell you that there's something behind you and, you know, like you go to investigate or, you know, just things keep happening or, you know, worms come out and bite your fingers. When you you know you well, it's a horror game. You react like it's uh, those parts aren't visualized. Like it's mostly you know text. But yeah, so you've got generally okay. Health and your sanity is one thing, and you keep streaming. Those things kind of go down, but you want to stream at least a bit longer to get actual donations to progress in the 
<laughs> the game. But you've also got a lot of other stats too based on how you like, react to certain events, like how chill you are, things like that. So there's one where I was just like, oh, well, whatever, and then I rolled some bones to, to interpret something and I got like a new a new trait because there's a bunch of traits. So like I started out with Trust Fund Kid as one of my three traits and then that meant my money generation was better. Um, and then the whole thing is to get to be the number one streamer. So when I ranked up, I would be able to buff one trait, but the other one had to like another one had to lose out on stuff, which was a bit annoying because it's like so you get like this buff of one thing, but the other one you might start getting like a negative in the trait points and stuff. Those are the stats. So it's definitely yeah, it's definitely my kind of game. So far, they're just saying sometime twenty twenty four. And the lady there, like the, I think she's, I'm not sure how many people are working on some of these games. So I think it's a pretty small team, like one of the main devs. Um, the first day of PAX, I had my daughter with me. So she was very nice and kept her company while I played the game. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that was a very popular game. I mean, that one always had a nice big line on it. So yeah, and that one is one of the ones I will preview for RPG site. I just um, only got approval for it, like, like I'd written the preview, but I only got approval for it, like, the other day, so it's going to get edited first. Yeah. Well, not. Well, I had to hear back from the dev as well, <laughs> some things I wanted to double-check. That was mostly useful with um, it being three days because then there's one game. I played, the next one I played was Grist. And the next day, I was when I was writing the preview, I was able to go back to the dev and just talk to him. What's for other people playing the game? <laughs> oh, that's good. Because I had a look. Yeah, need to clarify a few things. So, Grist is a game that looks like it's assy, like you know the little they're made out of slashes and circles and stuff, like things you could mostly type on a keyboard. But it's actually a thing called antsy to like create the entire look. But it's it's just meant to look like like it is acid but it's just using a different thing so that he can also make the cool backgrounds and stuff and that's when i like when i went back the next day i'm like i'm not sure what i would call the backgrounds and he was saying it was amiga colored and i'm like okay so then i can put that <laughs> put that in there and then some other stuff i didn't i like noted it down but i was like i didn't bother putting in the preview like it was like the bbc computer because i don't know what you call those things in my head there's like i call them like console computers because there was this thing especially in europe where there was like the spectrums and amigas and all this stuff um that i know very little about but in my head that's just what i call them <laughs> but do you know much about those no like i mean it it, it looks very commodore 64 to me like i'm just yeah, looking like at the trailer now yeah yeah so it's kind of like your early 80s pc or not they're not even warning pcs and really the yeah like, yeah like apple II sort of early p early computers i guess would be the um so i got to yeah he said it was and even in his like descriptions of the game and stuff he was saying it's a, like a board game when i was playing it i just thought it was more like an rpg combination but like you know the rpgs do originally come from tabletop games and stuff but i was actually talking to him because he's saying like you know things like cards because when he's programming it everything is actually a card which helped him like you know conceptualize and make the game because it's just like when you're playing like a card game and this card has this effect on this thing sort of thing or like their own little checks because you know if, like if this other thing is here then it triggers the skill so like it is in that sense like the board game card game but in terms of gameplay it was sort of 
The story is that you have the plague, so you can't leave your spaceship. So the screen you're looking at is like you're in you're inside the ship on the computer, sending out your crew to do like that you hire to do expeditions to try and find a cure for your plague. And so they were going on an expedition, and the combat to me was more like sort of JRPG. Um, it's like a little bit like grid based, as in they're positioned on a grid for like certain stats and stuff. But like not as in they don't move around necessarily. And kind of reminds like, me of like Final Fantasy in a way. Like there's yeah. like the the one square where you can see the characters, and then the what you can do is in like another little box, and then the the stats are in another box. Like it's kind of set up like an like an NES style. So to RPG. me, it's, it's it's more yeah more like a party based RPG. Because they've all got their different sort of jobs, which is like their classes. And then by default, they're going to do an attack. But then you've got these points, like your trust points, that you can use to unleash a special skill. So then after a bit, I got this engineer guy. And um, he told me to put him in a specific spot. Because, you know, you've got the three rows across three that they can be deployed in. And you can only put so many guys down anyway, based on your stats. But you put him there because his special trick skill is to plop bots down. So then you've got spots to put bots down to also deal more damage. So that part to me was very much, yeah, just sort of that normal kind of RPG. But then it's combined with the sort of computer RPG thing we're used to with. So I take on, you got a ship, you take on jobs. And then I took on an assassination job. So that increased my, my affiliation with that particular faction. And I got warmonger points. So that was their morality system. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, instead of like good kind of bad, you know, it's like warmonger capitalist was the ones that I triggered. I don't know what else there is like <laughs> to go towards, but so it's and like the full game said we'll have more of like a little bit of NPCs, you know, here, like aside from the ones you're just picking up the jobs from. Like when you, I saw someone go to a space station before things like that, um, and there's also an element that I didn't touch, but there's cybernetics as well. And one of the people that played the game, they got um, an, an eye thing for their sniper, but it malfunctioned because they got paralyzed, like stunned or something. Um, and it, when it malfunctioned, it killed the sniper. So, <laughs> so yeah, you've got these little dangerous cybernetics you can put on your guys. And, yeah, it's got little skill checks too. I went to – there was a place where there was big rocks and I could, you know, apply one of my party members to – open it or even use the skills to do it because they sort of regenerate between like sort of between battles and stuff like a little bit um so that's that seems pretty fun i know i can't find it but there was like some other game because when i showed my friend that they were like oh this reminds me of this other thing let me have a date added that might help me no to do too much stuff never mind like there's some other um assy looking crpg game that's already out so i'm gonna have to try that one and compare it but yeah i'd also do the preview that one is previewed on rpg site so you can i mean i think i'm pretty much just said what i wrote <laughs> there i don't maybe it's like slightly neater but that's that's pretty much the the gist of it but yeah it was really neat to be able to go back and like ask questions about the visuals and stuff because and then to see it a bit more because for me I was just seeing this rotating background of a certain thing and then to see actual like still ones of like interiors and stuff was good too. War Sim is the one my friend was talking about. Let me have a quick look if it wants to load anytime soon. <laughs> yeah that's very like assy looking also an RPG. That one's I think 
a little bit more text-based though. They do have some of the assy-looking pictures, so I'll have a look at that. But this one, yeah, to me, like he was saying cards, like the way he's put it together, but to me I was sort of like, yeah, JRPG, CRPG, just together. Um, so that'll be really fun. And I think his original intention was like sort of roguelike, like you lose a run, that's it, you got to start again. But he's saying he's thinking of adding just like checkpoints or something so for people who just want to, you know, go you know go back to a certain point and like not have to replay the whole game they they should be able to uh it's, and that's supposed to be coming to early access i think early next year yeah i think i saw that um so then that can get you know because i think part of the reason he wants to do that is to get feedback on things as well and not just feel like you're developing something you're going really hard on one system that nobody cares about or something <laughs> Um, yeah, so those were the first two I played, and then when it comes to the order of other things, I'm not really sure. It was sort of all over the place. The one that I was late for was Broken Roads, which is coming, I think, November 14th, so pretty soon. Mm-hmm. And that was out of – there were several Australian developers at this thing, but this was, like, one of the few games that was, like, set in Australia um, because it's a classic – CRPG set in Western Australia and in a specific part of Western Australia because I actually I played the game there and they were asking about like, there is a demo on Steam but this is like the full build so I got to play with like the Jackaroo origin that you start with before they all converge together and I got to like I got sort of streamlined past the demo points so that like, I could see more than like, what was in the demo basically because the demo sort of cuts off when you're like your town's under attack but I got to like see sort of the cutscene bits and the aftermath and what we go and do apparently I triggered quite a few bugs though so he had to like stop me and take pictures because there was a bit where a guy was doing his sitting animation but he was like not on his seat he was away from his seat and then a bit where my character just kneeled in front of a guy to talk to him like just just went into the kneel animation for no reason so that was just a funny one well the devs should be happy getting free play test and uh, feedback I know that that was actually several games I played actually (laughs) And then the other thing was just there was like a bit where it was like, oh, there's a crash plane and I can't see it because the fog of war didn't go away and it was supposed to already be unveiled. <laughs> so um, I'm very good at finding bugs <laughs> unintentionally. I don't know, maybe it should be my job really. Like, <laughs> sure got up and said, is this a Bethesda uh, convention or are you guys just slacking off around mm, here? I was going to say they did say, but I don't think the bug, you know, they're just silly bugs really. Like they were... <laughs> Technically, the guy sitting was a problem because he still showed up afterwards when he was probably meant to be dead. <laughs> like he's just, he was stuck, stuck there. He wasn't like, yeah, just, you know. Like, but that, that, that was a bit funny. But, the, yeah, the rest weren't so bad. But you should actually say, because, like, I, again, I, I just saw Australian RPG. Good, I'm so done. Like, don't even, like, I'm looking at the visuals where it's sort of this, it looks like Australian paintings and stuff. I'm like, perfect i don't need to worry don't need to know about it until i like go in and it's like what do you know and i'm like nothing <laughs> um i live here buddy it's good enough yeah <laughs> i'm already sold but yeah he said it's like the fallout early fallout games um because yeah, i was asking like you know what, what what's the you know turn based or what because some old on i guess old's kind of hard with crpgs because they go quite old but like some of the more 2000s late 90s ones were like semi real time but not actually real time 
and tr- trying to play it is very confusing to me because like they're not quite on to like it's not it's it's almost like so MMO sort of I'm now but not it's just I'm just like I can't wrap my head around it sometimes yeah. but no this is just straight like turn-based like you don't there's no timing around like you just so you've got your movement points and your action points when you're in combat so I got I got hit and um then I, I didn't have enough action points to everything but I got like two crits so <laughs> I killed two guys despite taking a nasty hit because I was not in cover. Um, yeah, I got, I got rid of those guys pretty good. So. <laughs> and, yeah, it's that there's the the one thing I noticed I mentioned because I played this game and I did an interview, so there's also an interview on RPG site about there was like, you know how you'd have skill checks to be like, yep. or, you know, like, yeah. It was yeah, like if if you you're trying com- to do in, something in converse, like in conversation one, right? Yeah, and it's just like if I already am the skill level for it, it it just pops up as an option. I don't have to like try for it or something. Like I, you know, it's already pinged. Like I can just be like, I've got this stat. I can bring up this conversation topic. And the main thing with theirs is they have an alternate rea- um, morality system as well, where like you I ask a bunch of questions at the start of the game, so it puts you in this thing. So it's like it's quadrants of Machiavellianism, utilitarianism, individualism, and I think I think it's individualism and humanist, and then they're sort of near each other, and then you've got this little radius of where you are within it. So you can sort of pick up, you know, depending if you've been a really goody good two shoes you're like not going to have the option to like do other stuff because you're probably going to shrunk in to that <laughs> to like it's like you're molding your personality yeah but then yeah if you might be like semi-utilitarian Machiavellian so if they're next to each other you've got this radius to answer within the quadrants basically so you'll have the two options but yeah depending on what you do it'll focus or you might start shifting towards another sort of philosophy so you might move over towards that and then you won't have the nicer options at all because you've gone to <laughs> <laughs> but you know it's it's you know humanist is sort of, but that's you know the humanist is kind of the nice one but it's also not necessarily the best choice for you you know it's you know wouldn't be my first choice let me tell you no <laughs> <laughs> yeah you're not nice enough you are you you're horrible no horrible person i do what needs to be done Unfortunately, I was too nice in my conversation with the sheep wranglers, so I didn't get to pick another fight. I okay. want to try the combat a bit more, but I yeah, I didn't do that. <laughs> um, See, so yeah, I just got like that little bit further, which was nice. And they did the interview, and I asked, you know, more importantly, can you get pissed? And they're like, yes, there's actually like a, a drunken master skill. And there's like, yeah, a lot of beer elements in the game. Because <laughs> obviously we're in a post-apocalyptic Australian society. That would be the most important thing. And what was the other thing? Yeah, the glossary pop-ups was really funny. Because you know how in games they'll have like the little glossary in a visual of an RPG and it's like giving you the explanation for the in-world world building? Mm-hmm. They have that for all the Australian slang. Oh, right. <laughs> Like, some of us might need the, the, the so, definitions of some of these words. And then they asked about that and they said, um, we always wanted it from a pure law perspective, as been done in other games, but with all the Aussie slang, we started adding it to the Cyclopedia and Glossary and there's probably more definitions of Australian lingo than explanations of in-game law. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, and I just thought, yeah, it was like every, every nearly every sentence was that. 
so yeah, I just got like that little bit further and that's yeah that's coming out really soon so I'm going to be on the review for that and they said also based on stuff they said it's only going to be about 25 hours which is I think a good length but it will have the you've got four different origins to play as and then you've got this more quadrant so you, you can go through and try to do things you know differently like it's got all those what you know what you do affects you know if you choose to save somebody maybe it'll bite you in the butt or something you know <laughs> like that you know yeah. but it's also good when you've uh you've got your other big games to see a light bulb escape through or <laughs> like zelda to just have like yeah a nice you know, nice short RPG. You know, uh, I say twenty-five yeah, was, hours fits into the. Sh- is that is that a short RPG? <laughs> I mean, sure enough. I've, like it, it's. I've, yeah. I've, I've played shorter, but th- those are like. I mean, this is also indie, but you know, those are like little one to two person indie games where it's like, yeah, it's like ten ish, fifteen ish hours. But in my brain, it's like if it's under thirty, it's short. If it's thirty to like forty-five, fifty, it's medium, and then if it's over fifty, it's long. <laughs> yeah. No, that's fair. Well, it it seems like the way they have it set up where they're kind of um, encouraging multiple playthroughs. So you wouldn't, yeah. like, I think 25 is kind of the max or something like that. Because, like, if you're expecting someone to play the game two or three times, like, that's, yeah, like, you know, 50 hours is a, a lot to put into a game. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. And I, I was a bit disappointed. Not this game, but um, so... The when I went to PAX in twenty eighteen, it was like all the there was like Xbox, there was Square Enix, there was Nintendo. Da da da. I wasted so much time at the Nintendo booth. Honestly, I didn't do it nearly as much this time. Um, thankfully, the like there was the only things that had big lines there. The Nintendo booth was uh, Mario. So I went and did that as soon as my sister came in. We lined up and went for it. And but because I think it was the same thing as like twenty eighteen, they had Smash Bros. And because it could be up to four people at a time, it like the line was long, but it wasn't as long to get through because yeah. more people were being pushed through. And the Pokemon DLC, like the newest one, which we did just to get the pins, but that was sort of like like a dropsy win, a sort of free reign, so someone was just trying to find shinies, even though they can't keep them. They just wanted to see how many they could spot. Okay. And and I just went through it. But, man, people weren't kidding when they said there's a lot of dialogue in that. I'm just, like, skimming in. It's like... And I think they... People saying the DLC's level balance, but like the build they had, obviously I think were a bit overlevelled because I just did the effective boobs and one hit knocked out all three of the opponent's Pokemon. <laughs> so I was just like, oh, hi. Well, then the DLC's not a complete story either, right? Isn't there supposed to be another DLC? Like, yeah, it's, like, it's the ha- same as the last game where it's like a part one and a part two. Yeah. Although the last game, I don't know if they really connected. Oh, in part, okay. like I think, uh, like, because like... Uh, that I didn't play it. I have recently bought it because so I was supposed to do a silly video on it and I've completely forgotten about it. <laughs> we just spent like $45 on DLC. <laughs> but, uh, whereas this DLC is like 52 something. I was like, why? Oh, jeez. It's, like, yeah. it's like buying a, it's, buying another game. It's already more than half the game, like the last DLC was, and now this is even more than more than half the game. Plus, I, I only got Pokemon Violet because I got it for like a steal within like two months of it coming out. Like ridiculous, like much like lower than this DLC is costing. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm not really getting that, you know, at the moment. I have, yeah, like I bought the other Pokemon DLC to do something and I haven't, so I can worry about that. <laughs> you know, <laughs> didn't finish Legends Arceus and I was having a good time with that. I can go to that, you know, I'm, I'm good for now. But yeah, we just played that to get the pins, and they they had the nice setup with the Mario and the 
the Pokemon DLC had like the lanterns and stuff, like really good. I mean, a lot of contract workers, obviously. So that was like one of the things about the exhibition. It's like, I don't know, well, with Nintendo, it's obviously just contract workers mostly, but when you, some of the displays, it was like, okay, this is just the dev, or it's like there's a few people, so I don't know even know if the dev's here or not. Like, you know, if it's just uh, contract workers or not, unless, you know, I've got the appointment and say, for example, the main guy I was talking to for Broken Roads is the game director, like one of the two game directors, or like the Cousinier game, which I'll talk about in a minute. Um, I was talking to the CEO of the... <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, because they're like these little like indie teams. So it's like maybe, I know that one's like 15 people, but you know, it's like a lot of them were like less than like 20, you know, 20 at the most. So yeah, I'd be getting these, I'd be getting these CEO business cards, like, ooh. <laughs> fancy but and the nintendo was really fun and they had a mix of games already out so detective pikachu came out that day on the friday so they had that set up and they were giving out these pikachu hats desperately <laughs> you know oh, yeah. like how much you get uh, i don't just... imagine they want to have any left over so no they're like please take it and mine's already crumpled up but i got a review code for that on the saturday so i didn't touch it there and they had games already out yet. They had a weird shop system. It was like queue up to get a ticket to come back later to shop. And like the only exclusive thing they had was this t-shirt that I used to want because you can't get it off the Australian store even though it's in America and Japan, like a Zelda one. But I was just like, I don't want it that bad. <laughs> you know, you're not gonna sell it on the online store. I don't care. Yeah, it was like you know, if I want anything, I have most of the things I want from that. I just pay the extra e box for postage. I'm not wasting, you know. I'm I'm doing appointments and stuff like that. I can't, or like go and I play like a bit of a tournament things, you know. I can't just cut out of that because now it's my time to come into the shop instead of when I first lined up. Mm-hmm. It was just like I sort of get it, but it's also just weird, you know. It should just be like, okay, we're gonna have like this time, and we're gonna cut it off, and then you have to come back to the line try again later, you know. Just cut off the line like the other shops were doing, but. And they had so yeah, a mix of things that were out and a mix of things that weren't out. So they had like on handheld, they had a few and they had the TVs. Um, and I played Star Ocean 2 because their demo was actually different from the eShop demo because eShop demo is the start of the game, three-hour time limit. This was obviously a little bit after where the demo ends because it's you've got a fourth party member. And it, it was actually free reign, but I was just following like where it put you at the save point and went and did the boss fight. Um, so I knew how to do the spells, but I do remember how to switch the characters. So I like exchanged information with the contract worker. Like she was like, oh, how do you do the spells? <laughs> Cause it was a bird and it was super annoying because I, I was, I was spamming spells with the characters, but it was like, cause it's up in the air. I could barely hit it half the time. So, but yeah, I had heaps of revive stuff on the equipment, thankfully. Cause we were like getting stomped a bit <laughs> much. So I got it on the second try, but the, the lady there, she was talking about how people someone knew what they were doing so they just went straight out to the overworld and walked somewhere and then picked up another party member because then you know this game's been out on ps1 and psp so they yeah they just went <laughs> picked up so like they didn't know what they were doing like it was obviously the full build i guess so that was that was fun and it was good because i still wanted to do a video if i don't know if i will now because it's like i'm working on um, a vlog of like i'm gonna talk about every game i played at paxos for my youtube channel and I've got yeah, I've got to touch Pikachu. I've got another game trivia. I've got like, I've got all this topical stuff, and it's like I don't 
know if there's any point to doing the Star Ocean one, but because I got to play more of it, I feel like I've got a bit more to say. But it's coming out in like oh, three-ish yeah, weeks, so pretty, like semi-soon if I don't get it done, you know. <laughs> I don't know. But it was it was good to play that. And they had uh, Prince of Persia, the 2D game. It's coming in January. And I also bugged that one out because I got stuck in the jump animation and I could do everything but jump. And unfortunately, you need to be able to jump. Yeah, I was going to say that. that. Was like, I was doing that before I had um, an appointment, so I just like left it and went back on the Sunday to f- actually play it. It's really fun, actually. I wasn't expecting to like it at all. I just watched people playing it, and then I played it, and it's really smooth, which is funny because like, the original 2D Prince of Persia's are like clunky old yeah like, oh know? they're pretty old now though too yeah very <laughs> and or is this is like yeah you've got a slide you've got parry you've got the super parry which might get eventually annoying because it, it does a whole big flash animation and there was a bit where i'm like wall jumping to avoid the spikes and then there was like these like not axes but i don't you know like i think circular things that are swinging around that would hit you and you just have to keep going or else you know you're gonna get hit Although you're more like you got five hits, you're not like you're not like made out of you know terribly weak. Not made out of glass. No, and no. then there's like an amulet system as well, where you've got like you can make it. Oh, if you parry perfectly, you get a bit of health back or things like you know, just you can hold like three of those on you, so you can customize your playstyle a little bit to that. Um, you know, get rewarded for what you actually do. And I didn't get super far. I, I was just you know. I did get guided like a little bit because he's like, ah, oh, you almost had it right, but you know, like you're right next to the thing to open it. But some people have come come back and like sped through to get to the boss fight because um, it's like a time demo, and the like I was beating up every guy, but I don't think you need to do that. So, <laughs> um, but that, that was yeah, that was really fun, and now I'm like I'm sold on something that I didn't have any intention to get at all. So. Yeah, it's the last thing you need is to have, a, yeah. uh, have another game to well, add to the and, I mean, and it's coming out like, I already had a game for January. I didn't need another one, you know. Because <laughs> yeah, I was getting, right. um, I was like checking the date of it. And I think it was like the same day or the day before the mem- memory, what's it called? I'm trying to, I'll find it in like two seconds, but I'm just, January, yeah, another code, sorry. Yeah, date. Yeah, comes out the day before another code recollection. So yeah, now I've got two January games. I preferred this year when I and the Amiibos, because <laughs> then the uh, I was like, I prefer this year where I only had Fire Emblem and Gage, and that was and I could just sit down and play that, and <laughs> wasn't worried about any other game. But yeah, that was good. They had a huge section of the floor. I think the um, Nintendo, because the only other big company was Sega. And I was disappointed because they didn't have Persona 5 Tactica. And it was already covered on RPG site, but I just wanted to play a little bit, you know? Mm-hmm. Or, you know, maybe get like a little pin, you know, because some of the game, you know, some games you get pins for playing the games and stuff. So they had the Black Dragon Gaiden. I didn't play that, but the line for that was pretty big too, wrapping around. And Sonic. So I played a little bit of that. Although the demo was single player only, which was a bit sort of pointed by. So I know it's a multiplayer game. I don't really understand Sonic games, so that didn't sell me on it anymore. But, you know. Well, I'm just like, you just, it's like you go so fast, you don't know where you're going, and you get hit by so. So I got to the boss fight and I had no rings. 
but I still beat it. Even though I yeah, couldn't, I, take, I couldn't take a single hit. Yeah. But. Never understood Sonic games. Like the, yeah. They've never made my, in my cup of tea, but and just, someone out there just, likes them. Yeah, Europeans just, mostly. <laughs> yeah. Well, like, yeah, like, yeah, Sega was uh, a thing. Apparently it was pretty popular in Australia for a while, but they would, and yeah, the same thing, they'd call it Sega, even though the console would say its name for you when you turn it on, but, you know, <laughs> still, like apparently there was like a, a Sega theme park in Sydney for a, a, like an indoor thing for a, quite a while. That's neat. But no, I was raised Nintendo to the extent that I didn't know they had their own console until I was an adult. And I was like, oh, what do you know? <laughs> Didn't know. Like, I, one time I touched a Mega Drive and just thought it was a made-up, like, you know, like those fake consoles or something. Because it was in, in a game re- a game shop where they have retro and new stuff, so they have, like, the games you can just play. And, like, it had Sonic on it, but I was just, like, I'm seeing, like, A, B, C, D on the controller. I'm like, what kind of hokey, hokey console is this? <laughs> just Yeah, I've only, uh, I only saw Genesis, like, once in once in my life before the age of 18, I think. Yeah, I was just like, what is this fake thing? But no, it was an actual <laughs> Mega Drive. <so. laughs> yeah, and then there was Indie Presence was huge. So there was like the PAX Rising bit, which is what um, uh, Dark Web Streamer was in. And then there was like, yeah, just huge section of just indies. Plus then there was the Yukio, which was a lot of Southeast Asian devs had come over, and then there was Code, which was a bunch of New Zealand devs had come over. So was, that was a big percentage of it, which was good to kind of make up for like, because yeah, Square Enix wasn't here, Xbox wasn't there, PlayStation wasn't there, which is disappointing because I think I didn't go last year, but I think Square Enix picked up the slack a little bit the year before because they just had a special Zodiac challenge for Final Fantasy fourteen, and people would get like T-shirts if they beat it. Well, so, they did have forty games uh, come out last year. Yeah, I know they would have had. Or <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know what they have coming up immediately now to show off. I guess so I can't. Rebirth uh, mostly, I, yeah. I think rebirth is the big one. that that would have been yeah. huge, but no, no. Got, got to do the precedents first, I suppose. Yeah, so I went. I don't. Yeah, there was. Oh, I played like I, think I was trying to write down the list for my vlog, and it's like thirty something games. But I don't know some of the RPG ones I touched was Blackheart. So that was at the um, Kiwi booth, and it's top-down action game, uh, very narrative focused. Because he said the devil's talking to, he said you know it was inspired by Hades, Children of Mortar, and Hyperlight Drifter, but it's not a roguelike. It's a you know you, there's just checkpoints if you die, and you just keep going through this. You're going through a story, but the, the action and stuff is inspired by that. And I picked it more on like well, one, it's got that sort of illustrated style to it. But like you go back home to the castle between stuff and I saw the option to give gifts and I'm like, oh, so is it like, I, you know, but I didn't have anything I could give them. It's very specific things, not just any old thing. Yeah. And right. yeah, Hades yeah. was the first game I thought of when I when I watched the trailer of that one, like it immediately is like, oh, the, these guys must have liked Hades because it's. Yeah, the the combat was, kind of like there was a few games like I it. played where they were they were talking about like oh this is inspired by Hades so it was interesting because that's um obviously people really like that game and I started off and it was like oh I only had like one attack and so twin twin sticking it shooting the fireballs and then I did better with combat when I realized you know that you you know games where you have sort of the slide or the jumps or something and it's like you can use that in the combat not just in the- <laughs> I'm like, oh yeah. So I'm like, man, I keep getting stuck on this guy and I can't do anything. That's because I meant to dodge. 
So I did better than that. Apparently I was the first one to get to the boss fight, but I think that might have been because I had appointments. So I was like, you know, being focused there to cover it. Um, and, I, and someone didn't come up behind me until it was like the boss fight, basically. I didn't beat that, although I did cause another bug. It was lagging out like crazy, so they had to just reset it. And then he set me up with some more, I think it was on like running on a laptop. So, you know, <laughs> so he, um, he set me up with some of the other abilities that are, are available at that point. Uh, I didn't beat the boss, but I, I just kept getting hit by the same attack to be <laughs> like, all right, there's this little one I keep not seeing. But it was fun because it was sort of that, you know, having the striped down AOEs and that having to get into his circle in a certain amount of time and like those sort of mechanics that I'm used to in some like Final Fantasy XIV. So that was really fun. So, yeah, I was saying, because it's a smaller team, obviously I don't think it's going to like, you know, when it, and it's trying to be a single player narrative. So I don't know, it's you know, going to be quite like, you know, Hades level or this level, but. It does seem interesting and like so i'll be keeping my eye on it and it was actually based on his novel that he wrote and it's sort of a because it's about like this dysfunctional royal family and you know that <laughs> no one really likes each other and you know there's a certain magic that's forbidden so of course you immediately like come into contact with and start using it and but apparently it's like yeah it's like an alternate version of his novel like it's the characters and the setting but obviously the game has gone for a different story and I don't know how much you can change the story yourself but like you can at least develop relationships with like you know be nicer to your sister or things like that so <laughs> that might change things a little bit yeah. yeah so I'm looking forward to it I don't know quite how far that one is away I'd probably read it down because I did preview that one but we'll see <laughs> you know uh, let me black out there we go do, 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 do. quarter three of next year Okay, so yeah, it's a little little ways away. Yeah. Yeah. And then one that I've only just gotten my approval to cover is Kuzania, and that one I hadn't written the review because like, this is like there was a few warrior cooking games, sort of like, you know, action cooking games that were there, although one of them didn't show up, like the schedule changed, so it was annoying. The other one I played was not really an RPG at all. It was just... And this one was like sort of this one where it's like tangentially an RPG. Like when we, we you know, we cover certain like roguelikes and things like that where you've still got like the stats and levels, but, you know, it doesn't really count. Sometimes we cover visual novels, it's sort of, yeah. But um, this Kuzania is a combination, like a hybrid of restauranting. So like as in, you know, um, people pick up their orders and then you're trying to like time manage basically between all of them. And it's like I went back because we're, we're literally on a kitchen timer for that demo. So I, um, oh, I went back to after the dungeoning thing I'll talk about that to just, you know, see some more of it. And I didn't build a second table. So it was mostly just people get, but like say the kid character, he got mad and left earlier than other characters would. And then the old man customer, he was taking really long time to eat and stuff. <laughs> so I could see that they've got all those sort of details in it. And it was also reminding me a bit of um, the farming sim aspect because I have to also gather the materials for my furniture to, like, actually, it's not just money. It's also resources because you go out and it's the top-down action. Yeah, you're hitting chickens with a spatula to get eggs and, like, these little chilies that are crawling on the ground to get chilies. And, yeah, not as much in the demo, but, like, from what you can see, like, all the trailers because this is coming out pretty soon too, I think. Let me check. Quiz, I gotta like put the extra iron because it's quizzing here. 
on PC at least it's coming 10th of November and then other systems are a little bit later. Okay. Yeah. And it's so I could see from like the trailers and stuff where you're like you're fighting like a giant chili boss or a sheep or stuff because like, you're trying to you're just trying to like get the ingredients and then you, and resources and come back and then do some restauranting. But there's no it doesn't have to be op- you can open and close it as you please. You know, so it's just sort of you can do a bunch of dungeon crawling and then come back and do the restauranting to get some money, you know, to generate the income. <laughs> so to put it's like the Moonlighter, but uh, with a restaurant instead they of said a... Th- They said that was um, an inspiration. I think it was like Hades and Moonlighter, maybe something else. But they, um, they're talking about how they used to be um, in the, they're from Singapore and they were in the mobile game market, which I'm, I'm trying to get a quote back from him because I don't know if he said it was like a bloodbath or something like that, <laughs> you know? <laughs> You know, um, so this is like their last shot of a game, basically. And their cancel, last cancelled game was Cooking Game. And then the other half of the team wanted to do Hades like game. So they were like, let's do, you know, let's do the cooking and the action and like put it together. Yeah. Which I think is good because it gives a loop. But you can really see their experience because the graphics, they're so cute. Like the little character, the little fox girl is so cute. And everything just looks really nice and colourful. And I said, hopefully, because they're being published by Marvelous, that should help them out a little bit. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, so I was like, that's how I heard of it beforehand, was because it's like on the, their Twitter and stuff. Um, so hopefully that does good, because what I, what I played of it was fun, and yeah, you've got the... it's. Good, I think it'll be a good loop together with all those things, um, on top of the really cute character design. <laughs> that definitely helps. <laughs> Yeah, so that one um, I didn't write any notes for, unfortunately, but I think that's because I was I was talking to the CEO, so <laughs> it's just while I was playing. Um, so I got to I got to write that one up still. But yeah, I I'm not sure if I'm but if I might I might wait for the Switch version though. But then I don't know if it'll be quite as cute or <laughs> as run as good. You know, it's hard to tell. And yeah, there was a lot of games I played. Um, those are the ones that I'll. Such with Nintendo stuff, not, but uh, what I will be up on RPG site. I've got the previews. I've got an interview with Broken Roads you want to read. And the only one game that, like, was the one game that I didn't want to put down, like, I wanted to keep going once the demo ended, was The Drifter. And this one's not an RPG. It's point-and-click traditional adventure game, basically. And and so one of the ones I came back to on the Sunday until I finally played it. And yeah, this one, you hear the voice acting and I'm like, yep, this is definitely set in Australia. Like I just <laughs> heard the guy's voice and I was like, yep, it's all voice acted, it's pixel art. Um, I've actually played one game by these guys before because they're Powerhoof. And recently I played their game Crawl on my birthday because I bought it a while ago and forgot about it. And it's like a, that game is one of you is the person in the dungeon crawling and the other people summon the monsters and players the monsters to attack you and if they kill you they get to be the person and what you're trying to do is level up to get to the boss fight and try and beat the boss when all your friends are trying to stop you um to win the game so and it's really fun but we i i I didn't manage like you get only a few tries with the boss overall so i i didn't I didn't win those other two times. And then when my friend did it, she technically was last place because she lost to the boss the final time and the boss went free and destroyed the world, you know? So. <laughs> 
And but then this game, The Drifter, is yeah, classic adventure game. And it's sort of like you're skipping into town on a train to try and meet up with your sister you haven't seen in years because there's a funeral. Um, but when you're trying to like ask the um, homeless guy how to get off the train, he's like, you know, stop it, stop it, we're gonna we're gonna get killed, we're gonna loop again. He's like freaking out massively. And then when you do finally open it, the homeless guy gets shot to death. And you, you're, you're trying to escape, get away from those guys, and then you're safe for a little bit, but your phone's flat, so you're trying to, you know, see if someone's got a charger, there's a car, so you're trying to, like, you know, you found some gas, you found the keys, things like, you know, just going between the people talking and getting these items. But then once you've got all the pieces, you, fight, you end up being tied underwater with a bag over your head. So then you've got this, you know, the precious amount of time to try and save yourself, basically. And then when you fail, you die and you're back where you were. And it's like part of the game, as in you know that you died and you've come back to just before you've died. So that kept looping until I figured out exactly what to do because I had my inventory still on me. So I had like the gasoline can and stuff, but I needed to put the hose in it. And then I just kept saying I didn't need the hose. But I had to hold the gasoline can before I could use the hose, basically. Like, I had to, like, <laughs> clutch it. Um, so, you know, there is that still, like, got to get, like, the precise thing. But he did say that it was nothing was, like, too complicated was the point. Like, you know, like, you know I didn't want to be too easy, but I didn't want to make it, like, you know, a why I don't touch a lot of point-and-click games is <laughs> that they do. Unfortunately, this is the one that doesn't have, like, any set date at all because they haven't done most of the art and it's all pixel art. So they've still got a lot of work to do on it. Which is fair. So I bought a t-shirt of it because I can't get the game. <laughs> That'd be an awesome t-shirt because it looks the, the pixel art looks incredible. So well, I'll show you the t-shirt later. But yeah, that was that was my like probably number one pick, and it was like the one I can't play for the longest time. <laughs> it does have a demo on Steam, but I don't know like if that's the same demo because that's like from a few years ago. So oh okay. And it might, it might be because, like, this is one of the demos I played where it had an intermission point. It was like, do you want to keep playing or do you want to let other people play? Because it's, you know, built for packs. But I just kept going. I was like, <laughs> I want to play this game. You're going to have to throw me out of this chair. Yeah. And, yeah, so I, I just ended up playing, like, heaps of stuff after that, especially on the Sunday. I was just walking around, like, what haven't I seen? What have I touched already? So I was, like, playing some stuff like Tavern Keeper. I was having a look at, like... There was a couple of games already out yet, so I like got to talk to them, get more of an idea of the game, pick up stickers, things like that. But yeah, there's and you know, one game I also didn't know about. I'll just quickly go into is Kamazu, and that's just like a two to ten player puzzle platformer game. And wait, so it's two com- two computers next to each other, another two, so it's four people playing at a time. And basically, you're not tethered, but if you go f- like too far away, your bubbles aren't touching, you die basically. So you've got to not get too far away from each other so you can cooperate and work on the, the game. And that's really fun. I added it to the Steam wish list and I was like, it's on sale. I'm like, what? It's already out. But it's, it's not. It's just like a pre-order 10% that's so oh, coming out in November. Yeah, like the 20% off thing if you yeah. buy it before it comes out. Yeah. But um, I want to play that again because the demo is on Steam too, which hopefully it stays because the Steam Mix Fest is on at the moment. It's probably ending today for me probably like, it's inconvenient timing for me because I have so much to do and I don't know which of these demos are going to go down or like stay, <laughs> yeah, you right. know, because um, sometimes, yeah, I've got some demos in my library that I, I can't play. It's just like purchase the game and I'm like, oh, and one of them, it's like not even too old of a demo and it's gone. And I'm like, oh, maybe it was like they got rid of it once the game was actually out. I don't know. 
but yeah, there's there's like so some of these games I talked about have demos, some don't, and yeah, some of them I don't know if they're going away because I did also want to I wanted to cover Steam Next Game Fest, but I didn't have time to do it when it was actually relevant to people, so it's just going to be me maybe talking about it, and you can't play the game anymore <laughs> until the game comes out, you know? Yeah, so. <laughs> But yeah, I, there will be a yeah on my YouTube channel. I'm working on a video of me talking about everything I played. So there'll be there'll be a bit more as well besides this. But I did talk about the RPGs and my number one pick and a bit of Nintendo. So awesome! Yeah, it's uh, even while we've been talking, I've been adding all these games to my wish list on Steam. <laughs> so my my wish list is heavier already. But... Yeah, that, that's happened to me. I've just like I've, some of them. I'm like I'm, I might get them on other systems or whatever. But I'm like just you know put them there to like keep track of them as well. Well, yeah, I find the Steam one is just the easiest one to track. Like it's mm. they they're always quick well, to email me when, when there's something on sale, sale or... or if it's available to pay, like if it's coming out finally. You know, yeah, you actually get told about it. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's a good way to keep track of games. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and then I yeah, it wasn't a PAX game, but I also reviewed Long Gone Days because I finished that before I went to PAX, but I forgot to write the review before I left because I was just busy packing my bags, basically. <laughs> yeah, I was um, getting things ready because the first day I dressed up as um, Fire Princess Peach, so I was working on that beforehand. But that's, yeah, that came out. Apparently it's been in early access and stuff for quite a while, and I did an interview with them as well. So that's also up on RPG site. Um, cool. Yeah, so I saw that one ahead of time, so it's probably on my wish list too. Even though it is, yeah, I think it came out like last week or something like that. Yeah, they had the full release. Yeah. Although it was kind of good that I, I guess I didn't play it beforehand because the um, the SP system was originally like the skill points is originally tied to mor- the morale system, which is like you get dialogue choices during boss fights and then the stuff you'd say in during side quests like give you positive and negative and it was like oh I don't think I would have liked my my actual skill points being tied to that <laughs> like how much it's already hard enough to come by like yeah. but yeah so I had a couple of really good interviews like I you know I, I didn't think my questions were like too great but I got like nice big long answers and stuff so that's always good to get um, it can be funny though, because like I've got you know some of these like devs following me back now, and I'm like, oh, what if I give their game not good enough score? Like, like I, I like long gone days. I gave like I think a seven because it was like, you know, like the 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 story was like good in terms of character development, but the, and like like you know respecting the player and like not being too like heavy handed and stuff, but it mm-hmm. was still sort of like you know, not, not like one of the best stories ever. And then the systems weren't quite as complicated as I think the PR was trying to advertise them as, you know, <laughs> it was, it was more narrative focused and I had some puzzles, but almost all the puzzles were telling me what to do and things like that. And I think the last three indie RPGs I reviewed in a row, I've given a seven, one of which I probably could have gone lower, but it was just like, it was, I don't like, like the, everyone else, like it's me who doesn't like this game up until a certain point. Like it's, it's more of a me problem. I don't think the game itself <laughs> Oh, is that Silent Hope? No, I, that was a preview. I didn't review that one. Oh, okay. But no, the Everhood, whatever. I was not. I was, it was advertised to me as like Guitar Hero, and then it wasn't really like Guitar Hero. So I was just not having a good time for about half the game until I could like, yeah, do inputs back when it was anything but just dodging. Then it was a bit better. But I st- again, I don't think the story was quite as like. 
fancy as they or I don't know like I don't know if they were being like intentionally facetious with like their fancy titles and things like that or not <laughs> like the subtitle <laughs> things but it, like you know it was it was trying to seem like deep but it wasn't really that it was kind of like yeah cool hey you can only score it how you feel and then you know I really like like Virgil versus Zodiac I really liked that but you know it, it was like it was, it was it's good but not great like nothing special nothing's you know it was like nothing's really wrong with it nothing's really you know super fantastic so it's just it's just funny because it's in like seven seven, seven 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 sounds like it sounds like it's happened to me it's okay because i'm reviewing not Detect- great not not bad so i'm reviewing yeah i'm reviewing detective pikachu returns so i think that's gonna be a bit lower <laughs> and you know broken will be sometime next i don't have it yet but that'll probably be a bit higher so yeah there you go um so yeah i've been doing a lot which is it's good to do. Uh, yeah. Well, that's the thing. It's a. It, it sounds like a, it was a real fun time, and it, it's uh, giving you all this homework that you've had to do even yeah. after the fact too. Now, so it's it's. Yeah, it's I didn't didn't I did some busy. of the previews on the Sunday, but like none of them were ready until like I get back onto the CMS. So. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, there's just so and yeah, like I said, there's like the Steam Fest thing. I want to play that, but I, it'll just have to wait to see which demos let me keep like because I don't have time right now, but. Um, I'm not short of things to write about or videos to make at the moment. Um, so luckily for me, October's not too of a busy month other than like Mario. So <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, it's a, it's a good time to, to have that stuff because, yeah, there's not a whole lot of... At least for us. I know there is like a lot of games coming this month, but it's like um, Spider-Man 2 is not on my radar. All the things are not on my, you know. No, no, <laughs> so. no, not with me either. Yeah, the stuff, the October stuff is just not on my radar. Like maybe say, um, Star Ocean, but I think that's early November. Yeah, that's anyway, early November. So, yeah. 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 But yeah, it's, it's good to go to PAX and yeah, I got to play a heap more than that. Um, I'm not sure if I'll go next year though, just because it's, again, I've got the... Um, you know, my baby's nearly one years old very soon, um, so it should be nearly two next time. <laughs> well, it sounds like a big commitment. Like, it's, you know, a lot of work for a few days, and then it's the, even oh, yeah. more work afterwards. And so. then it's, like, two days of travel because I the cheapest – because, like, I, I can get there on an airplane in an hour, but that costs way too much. <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> you know? like, it's uh, – airplane costs <laughs> the these domestic, days are in, The one-hour plane flight is just too much. Yeah. So I went the bus to the train – and that's like ten bucks one way, so very cheap. But it also takes up the entire day. Yeah. Yeah. So one of these days, I'll have to uh, get myself a passport. To, hopefully, the government will allow me to have one, and then yeah. uh, I'll have to head down to Pax East one day. All right, because you, <laughs> you need a passport to get there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I still not. You know, well, it was funny. Uh, you might not back need a in, visa, but you might need a passport. Back in my day, we didn't need passports. Uh, <laughs> thanks, thanks, nine eleven. Uh, we we were able to cross the the border uh, bef- before the terrorist days. Uh, Willy nilly. I remember we. I had a hockey tournament in Windsor, and uh, we just felt like going to the Detroit Red Wings game. So we just like crossed the bridge, uh, went through like one of the worst neighborhoods I've ever seen, um, but. <laughs> Watched a, a pretty fun hockey game and then just you know walked right back like it was nothing. That's funny. Um, during the like, you know what? Recent times, I live on a border town of states, and you weren't allowed to cross the state. Oh, There's literally a bridge. It's literally step in the river. That's the other state. 
they, yeah, they didn't really think about all the people that live in water towns when they were doing that policy yeah. at all whatsoever because it was like, okay, well, my nearest the nearest town to get for a special doctor is four hours away, but now you have to go the six, seven hours away because you've got to be in the same state. Yeah, but I don't know. It's uh, people who make some of these decisions don't really consider like they don't conceive of like living any other life than the one they have. It's <laughs> different times, that's for sure. Yeah, but you know when yeah you know, now packs and all that stuff's on. I I saw a concert actually, so I went a day early to see ghosts. So like, there's so many people like doing concerts in Australia, and it's like ah, I'm finding out too late to get into it, you know, to get sold out or just, like, not enough time to pay for the the travel, you know. Like, it's, for me, it's like, I can do travel part cheap, but the, the then it's taken, like, an entire day <laughs> or two. Yeah, like, it's, like, after all this stuff, it's, like, everyone's starting to do things again and then, they, yeah, they're all the music artists are going crazy. <laughs> they're just, like, everyone's coming over here. It's, like, oh. And there was, like, there's a Stardew Valley concert next year and I'm, like, Nah, I'm not. Um, I can't move. I don't. I did not like being in Melbourne. I was only there for packs. Like, <laughs> but, yeah, don't want to go there twice a year. be there for a short time, but not a long time. No, I don't want to go there twice a year. Like, jeez. Yeah. And I was, and I was there like Wednesday to almost Monday. So, <laughs> yeah. You got your fill. Yes, definitely. Cool. So, uh, yeah. I was going to ask, out of the games I talked about, you did say you added items to your wish list, but I was like, well, are you going to get, do you think you'll get Broken Roads now or like something like that? Uh, yes, but yeah, I'm going to, I'll definitely get, like, the Drifter and Broken Roads were the two that stood out for me. Definitely Broken Roads because I'm uh, really into the CRPGs as of late and that one looked pretty good. And the morality system uh, kind of re- reminded me a bit of um, uh, Disco Elysium because it, it, it was kind of funny that way, but um, yeah, looking forward to that and uh, walking around the out the post apocalyptic outback. Um, yeah. Shoot, shoot some koalas that have cybernetic <laughs> implants. Hopefully, I don't think there was much in the way of like cyber technology. <laughs> I think it's more, no. you know, Mad Maxi where it's just like scraps of stuff. Yeah, it would still be pretty funny if uh, if a gang of koalas were had, had taken over the uh, upper western uh, outback and I, kind of I like asked, playing of the apes though. I asked an interview because I saw a kangaroo in the game, but I couldn't touch it at all. So I was like, "Do we get to interact with co- animals at all?" And they were just like, "Yes." They wouldn't say it, but yeah, like there's something at some yeah. point. That's probably you'll get to some. Th- there'll be a Thunderdome where they put you in a cage with a kangaroo. <laughs> probably <laughs> two go in, one comes out. Yeah. So yeah, that might that might potentially be an episode then. Yep. Oh yeah, yeah. I'll pick up uh, that one for sure. What, what, what have we got next on the agenda for the Thirsty Mage? I know Casey's been playing. Casey just finished Dark Souls. Uh, he. Went back to it. I I think it was the PS4 version. I know we years ago when it came out on Switch, we had a uh, kind of a mini episode on it. Uh, but he actually played through the whole game, so I know he's uh, looking to talk about that. And um, also waiting to see what our next five-hour playthrough is with uh, Death Stranding. So that's uh, a PS Plus game. Uh, so I've played mine. Uh, I'm I'm throwing Jordan under the bus here because he was supposed <laughs> to have played it by now. Uh, I played my five hours uh, and I can't say anything about it yet. And I hope he plays <laughs> it soon because I'm going to forget everything that happened. 
but yeah, I'm looking forward to talk about that. So we got uh, those coming up and yeah, I guess we'll, we'll see what else after that. Mm, that's good. So it's keeping an eye on our podcast, unless you're using Google because they're getting rid of Google podcasts. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Which, which I do use on my phone. So I'll have to find something else, but it's up to you Spotify like the rest of us. Yeah, I'm going to, I should, I should just download it. I used to pay for it, but then I started paying for, uh, YouTube uh, music, which is Listen a long to story. Listen ads but... on our own podcast that'll help us. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, oh, we do have uh, subscri- subscriptions available for on Spotify now, though, so that you can get episodes a week early. So that's uh, another reason you Spotify if uh, if you're not in the Patreon and want to get that. But yeah, I guess uh, the other thing, uh, we'll just uh, share it one more time to uh, Paige's uh, PAX coverage. So if uh, hopefully you enjoyed the episode and uh, if you'd like to get more details, like uh, Paige said, uh, she has a lot of uh, these previews up on RPG site now. Yeah, uh, you can and... also uh, follow on Twitter, uh, Paige G Guy, because I know you've been tweeting the links to that and some pictures from packs and stuff. So that was uh, yeah. fun to see too. And my YouTube channel, Paige G Guy, I've got a lot in the works. So <laughs> yeah, so subscribe now, and they'll they'll pop up on your uh, timeline shortly. Yes, great. Well, I guess uh, this is a good spot to say goodbye for another episode, but uh, we'll see everyone back soon. Bye. Bye.